0: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com
3: Warning, when Carl goes outside, birds fly south and bears hibernate, even in the summer. Hey, 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 everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who's ever taken an MSR fuel canister and jimmy-rigged it to fuel his private ultralight inflatable backpacking motorboat, Carl Mandrioli. What's, What's up, going buddy? On, buddy?
4: what's up i am re- i i'm good i am relaxed i'm fresh do you know why you're I'm good right. because you're Derek somerville the only man who buys premium price gear with budget quality <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh hey there burn Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. zinger we are getting this podcast out a little bit late this week not that it matters all that much because with the whole coronavirus thing, nobody's listening anyway, let's be honest here. <laughs> oh, they probably have more time to listen, what are you talking about? No. Oh yeah, I don't think I've shared this with you. Like no, radio no. shows and podcasts are tanking because people aren't commuting as much anymore. Oh,
3: that's true, I didn't think. About yeah. That. So
4: I think we're down like 25% or something like that. So it's, so there's still yes. listeners out there. We're just we'm we're, exaggerating, but mm. For those that are still optimistic, and planning their summer adventures, maybe even spring adventures, we have an episode that might give you some clues as to um, how to invest a little and get a lot, right? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and by the way, did you know that I I ended up pulling out of our um, Canyonland slash Utah trip for the month of April? Did I tell you that?
3: You didn't tell me officially, but I, I assumed as much. I yeah. Mean-
4: the- yeah, so for my part, yeah, we're done, and we have the stay-at-home order in Colorado through that time frame now. That just got updated today. So, Brutal. first time I've had to bail on a trip ever, I think. There's a well, you know, it's a worldwide crisis, Carl. Sometimes I'm, you gotta I'm.
3: draw the line, buddy.
4: Well, we just got a message from Jesse saying that he feels bad for that, but he instead he's actually gone camping on a farm to get his outdoor fix. Have you ever? gone Uh, adventure farming before uh in new zealand we were we took uh, a week-long
3: 10-day trip ish uh south island new zealand and we would drive around and and quite a few times we ended up camping unknowingly but on sheep farms of
4: people and we'd wake up and it it was actually really fun we had a great time so i was yeah when i thought when i was asking that question i was thinking you're going to reference the like Saruman's lair farm kind of thing, where that's they filmed. Saruman's <laughs> lair, <laughs> the, sh- the sheep farm. It of Saruman. was
3: yeah. There was no vacancy. It was brutal. So. No vacancy.
4: <laughs> no vacancy. <laughs> no vacancy. So anyway, for those that just need an outdoor fix or just looking for some ideas for some budget versus premium gear, we've got some ideas, and we brought in an expert. And mm, I think yeah. we've used the word expert before with people that are like maybe pseudo-experts and maybe with ourselves and we're not really experts at times but this guy's legit this guy's like a legit expert Would you agree? I, I freely admit that we are not gear people and this is not a gear
3: oh, podcast for sure. so it was it was really nice to have it was really nice to have uh, some good insight
4: some good input right. on there
3: so yep. um, yeah he had some good, great input
4: yeah so his name is uh, Justin Outdoors and no relation to Kevin Outdoors by the way And he's he's the kind of guy who I think he references this in the interview. He creates spreadsheets to compare data between pieces of gear, whether that's weight, durability, you name it. And some people love doing that. Some people are just, you know, into the data. I not so much. And so as a result, I appreciate guys like Justin that really take the time to do that and then share what they've learned. They allow you and me to be a little bit lazier. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, just look at it and buy what we want rather than, I mean. Right. And when, and when you say lazier, you just mean like behave regularly for you.
3: Uh, no, that's, no, it's more okay. your speed. Colorado's more laid back. I okay. Think, right? Is that? Sure. 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 Actually, I'm, I'm a lazy guy. It's probably
4: California's way more laid back. So. All right. I'll take that. I really, I think that people listening out there, they're like, yeah, Derek's probably the one that's, that's not as lazy as Carl for sure. (laughs) It's
2: all debatable. It's all
4: debatable. Um, anyway, so we, so we got Justin and he's going to give us uh, a little bit from, from one of the videos he put out on his YouTube channel, which we have linked in the show notes. Yeah. But this is a guy that you might want to just kind of look into for gear reviews and just, general ideas for gear this this guy knows his stuff and he's actually somebody that i'm going to use as a reference when i'm buying gear in the future so yeah i'm happy to have him on thankfully he took the time to to hang with us and here's what he had to say okay so i am here with justin outdoors how's it going today pretty good pretty good how are you i'm doing good thanks happy to have you on uh, so, just for everybody out there who's not familiar with your stuff, so where are you from, and like, what trail system or park would you consider your stomping grounds?
0: So, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, up in uh, yes. the Great White North. The Great and, White <laughs> North, <bro. laughs> and it's it's in our national anthem. We gotta gotta give a shout out to it. And my <laughs> stomping grounds are um, the Canadian Rocky Mountains. So, a lot of people are f- probably familiar with. Banff National Park, that's um, okay. one of the areas that I go to quite often, as well as Jasper National Park, a little bit north of that. But the Canadian Rockies, anywhere in there is where I'm usually usually out and about.
4: I think the Canadian Rockies is actually on a lot of people's life lists. And yeah, I definitely am hoping to get up there sooner rather than later, so that's that's great. You are very fortunate to live kind of in that zone right there.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I've I've traveled a lot of other places in the world, and every time I go somewhere else, it actually really makes me appreciate how beautiful... The, the mountains that I have access to are—it's—it's it's quite amazing,
4: for sure. All right, so I got a question for you, and this one was not on the list that I sent you, just to warn you. All right. <laughs> so, so you're you're kind of tagline, Justin Outdoors. You know, that's like your YouTube channel. So I was just kind of reflecting on that on that name and that title, and so just curious question here. So when when you're growing up, and your mom was like calling for you, like. Justin, Justin, did you ever respond like, "I'm Justin outdoors, mom"? <laughs>
0: like Justin the. Out- I, I I, prob- <laughs> I probably did to be honest. At some point, I was I was a, I grew up out in the country, and I was a wild child. And we had a big, um, big forest out behind us, and then a river out in front of the house. So I was outside all day, every day, basically. All the time.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm a little jealous of that. I wish I had that access. So, okay, uh, another f- kind of a follow-up question to something along your youtube channel I was I was kind of cycling through some of your videos and I stumbled upon one which was just awesome and yeah, so I, I guess here's my question and and please don't don't be humble with your answer okay. okay. are you a professional backpacking line dancer <laughs>
0: <laughs> that video you came across that one um yeah that's like your that's like your best so that that was actually a really fun trip a bunch of friends um and myself went on that right after one of the couples on that trip got married and as part of the wedding event we learned the line dance that we did in that video and we just thought it'd be cool um once we were at high elevation to we all we were all at the wedding and had learned that line dance like, we might as well put this to good use and (laughs) into <laughs> a, yeah, a line dance it's a great use it was, yeah it was fun yeah. <laughs> so so
4: you typically have you get a lot of hits and a lot of views in your videos but that's one that for whatever reason did not take off and so i can identify with that in so many levels where you are putting something unique and interesting out there and like that's kind of the videos we try to put out there but like nobody really ends up watching mm-hmm. it. it's kind of a bummer so yeah. yeah, I would encourage people to check out backpacking line dancing. So maybe we'll link that in our uh, our show description. But yeah, thumbs up to that one for
0: sure. I think you'll actually maybe get a few more views around the Calgary Stampede time. Okay, it's uh, it's uh, that's a very popular line dance that gets busted out at a yearly kind of cowboy um, country event that happens in Calgary every year, and a lot of people search for that video and how to do that dance. And I think it's trending with that for searching for that line dance. So like maybe I'll get come a few up more views. Those search results. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Come, okay. come July, you might see it, uh, might see it get some, start getting some views.
4: I wish I had some sort of like annual cultural event that could tie into some of the things we're doing. So we would come up and search results. That would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> um, okay. So anyway, getting on to, to the list of questions. So, um, okay. So we, sort of brought you on as a gear expert and just kind of just going through the different things that you go through, like the different gear comparisons and the videos that you're able to put out there, we at least compared to Derek and I, like you are definitely a gear expert and know way more than we do. And so we've done a couple gear episodes, not a lot, just because we feel like we're not qualified to really dive deep and analyze everything. So you recently put out like a, an episode or sorry, you recently put out a video which I think hits at the heartstrings of a lot of backpackers, budget along the lines of like budget versus expensive gear and like how to know when to really invest versus you know when you can kind of get away with uh, spending a little bit less for you know without sacrificing too much. So um, so we appreciate that we have you on as an expert in that area. So here's my question, kind of a long lead up to this question, but when determining whether to buy budget gear versus expensive gear, um, name brand gear, whatever. What are the major factors that you consider?
0: Yeah, so when I'm looking at gear, there's there's kind of four trade-offs that I'm always considering, um, that being weight, durability, uh, function or performance, and then price. And okay. out of those four things, usually gear will compromise at least one of them. Um, a lot of the time, for you'll see it being price for the more expensive gear. But when right. I can find something that is a low price and then doesn't really compromise weight, durability or function that much, then I consider that mm-hmm. like a good budget piece of gear and um, something that I'll pick up. And usually it does Usually, it does compromise weight, durability or function, but for some categories of gear, it's not as big of an issue. Right.
4: And I guess for, for me, this like the average consumer, I, I would have the hardest time determining durability just in the shopping phase, especially if it's like a newer product where there's not a whole lot of data out there on that. So how do you how do you determine if it looks like it's gonna kinda stand up to a lot of abuse?
0: Yeah, that's the that's the toughest one and it's something that I struggle with myself, especially with gear that doesn't have a lot of reviews out there. And I recently right. picked up a, a down jacket that costs a stupidly low amount of money. And I thought it was definitely going to compromise um, something and my guess was it was going to be durability but i've been using that jacket for the last five six months now and really trying to actually destroy it as i use it and it's held up so you really just have to use the gear put it through its paces try and get it to its limits and i think that's really the only way to to see because things like s- stitching quality um, and the nuances of the type of fabric used are really going to be hard to tell just by looking at it in the store or looking at the specs
4: Right, right, right. When you say you're tr- like you're trying to destroy it, what in your world is trying to destroy gear look like?
0: So I'm I'm a pretty gentle person with my gear. Um, before I started okay. YouTube and really testing gear out for review purposes, I I would baby my gear and I'd get ten years out of a tent, twenty years out of oh, a yeah. sleeping bag. It, things I have a lot of gear just because it always lasts a long time for me, but. What I've been trying to do is use the gear more like the average person, where if I'm shoving a jacket or a tent into my pack, I'm not doing it carefully. I'm just kind of shoving it in there and not looking out for sharp objects or anything like that to see how easy it will be to tear it or um, damage it through abrasion. So things like that, as well as like if setting up a tent, I'm not going to um, look as carefully as where I'm setting it up. I'm not going to clear as many sticks and pine cones and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense
4: impressive that you can get 10 years out of a tent because i feel like no matter how well i take care of my tent no matter what brand i'm buying the like the interior kind of waterproofing like starts peeling off and not just along the seams but just like you know kind of in just flakes and so i feel like i don't know at least the way i use it my tents have a shelf life that's definitely under 10 years so if you can get 10 years out of a tent that's amazing
0: i think the modern tents i, I definitely have some some older tents that had that same peeling issue. The modern right. tents are a little bit a little bit better for that. Um, okay. The 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 type of coating that they're using is is uh less peel peel prone, I guess. Okay.
4: Peel yeah. resistant. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Peel resistant uh, fabrics. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, I think I got one newer one, so maybe that'll hold up a little bit longer. But all <laughs> right. Um, okay. So so down to the nitty gritty then this is where we can just kind of just really absorb your experience. Um, what, like what are three pieces of budget gear that we should consider that doesn't compromise too much on quality performance and or weight? What's kind of like, if you had to pick like a top three and don't mind sharing your secrets here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, and I've, I've talked about these three pieces of gear on my channel. They're, they're things that have kind of just blown my mind as far as um, how good they are for the price. And I did I mentioned the Decathlon um, Trek 100 down jacket already, but that that is one that I picked up this past fall. Um, they just opened up stores in okay. North America this year. and it's it's as good as my ghost whisper, but costs a sixth of the price it's only 65 dollars so it's a six yeah it's crazy
4: yeah i saw that actually that's one of the videos i watched for sure yeah that was like i was like oh that's actually not that much heavier and it seems like it's pretty awesome
0: yeah it, okay. it sacrificed a little bit of weight but um i think you probably get a little bit more durability out of it because it uses um, a higher denier fabric on the, on the outside so right okay so,
4: so down jacket that's a good one
0: all right it's number mm-hmm. one. Second would be the trekology pillow it's an inflatable pillow. You can pick it up on Amazon. Um, it's yep. $15. So about a third of the price of a lot of other mainstream pillows out there, but it's been one of the ones that has been the most comfortable for me. It has great baffling, great support and comfort. And they okay. came out with this strap system that no one else has come out with yet, which blows my mind that wraps around your sleeping pad and keeps your pillow in place while you're tossing and turning at night.
4: Okay. Gotcha. When did, can I ask mm-hmm. you what year you, you bought your Trekology pillow?
0: So I had the original trekology um, a couple of years. I picked it up a couple of years ago, and then I got okay. they made, they came out with the second version that has a little bit different fabric and the and the pad strap. And I picked that up right. last fall or last spring.
4: Last spring, okay. So I yeah. so I must have had the first version. So I actually so that's one g- piece of gear that I have owned. I thought it was amazing. I'm like this is cheap and lightweight and you know a better deal, but it. I want to say it was the nozzle broke on me after one season of use and, okay. and I'm probably not as gentle on my gear as you are, but, <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was not excited about that. So I, I honestly thought, uh, you get what you pay for, but it sounds like it's, it's lasting for you.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had, I've had a couple of them now and lend them out quite a bit too and, um, haven't had any problems, but I think, um, something that I've heard about them as well is that they're pretty good as far as, warranty so you could probably reach out to them and they'll send you a a new pillow oh okay good to know for future reference yeah which is something you don't usually get with uh budget budget gear that is true that is true so people
4: are asking you to to borrow pillows a lot is that am i getting that from you like they're like hey do you have a pillow
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 more that i'm going camping or backpacking with people and they don't have a pillow and i'm like you need to try a pillow it's gonna change your life right right <laughs> so so I lend them a pillow and they're like I don't know why I've been sleeping on my folded up pair of pants or boots or whatever it yeah is.
4: no for sure I did that for years just trying to you know save weight and I was like I am not sleeping very well this is a really yeah this is a good investment and even to, even if I get like a nicer one that weighs a little more like it's worth it to get really comfy sleep so
0: mm-hmm.
4: 100% on board with that okay so that's two what's what's number three
0: the third one's a bit of a bigger item. It's, uh, the Landshan series of tents. So they have a one person and two person trekking pole tent. They both okay. cost around a hundred bucks, but I've been using that, the, the one person one for two or three years now, um, I, going on two years and okay. it's been super durable for me, held up in really good, wi- um, good rains or wind storms. And, um, it's just been an all around solid tent. A good Does price. it
4: come with the option of, like, whatever, a carbon fiber or aluminum pole if you're not a trekking pole user?
0: So it doesn't come with that, and I had to dig around in order to find one, but I, I picked it up on AliExpress, and they also sell some carbon fiber poles that you can get that weigh around 80 grams or a few okay. a few ounces and cost right. 20 extra dollars. So it's, yeah, the option is there to, to get a pole. It's there, okay. Mm.
4: and and ballpark how much weight are you talking about for like
0: a one-person tent so that one weighs 780 grams Mm. whatever that is in the like a lot of grams freedom freedom (laughs) uh freedom (laughs) measurements (laughs) all right i'll I'll get back to everybody on that in the conversion (laughs) um no i'm getting pretty good at converting uh converting to u.s 80 percent of my viewers are american and I, I have to start thinking in Fahrenheit and, and ounces, but yeah. I'm still not not quite there for some of the some of the at the moment calculations. For sure.
4: <laughs> and yeah, and really the US has to convert to, you know, to metric and such. And so like it just makes more sense, obviously. But but we haven't, and that's all I've grown up with, so that's all I'm used to. But um <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got this information and more on on multiple videos. I mean I'm I, just kinda checking out your channel. You have everything from like, you know, how the new R value works and just details that are beyond, um, our show's comprehension. So if you love just digging into the nitty gritty with gear stuff, I think, yeah, I think your, your YouTube channel has a lot to offer. So yeah. Um, yeah. What, what else do you have going on with your channel?
0: So I'm a huge, I, I'm a huge gearhead. I do a ton of research. And one of the reasons why I started the channel was all my friends are always asking me for advice on, on gear and what they should get and everything like that. And I was always trying to talk gear you with them, um, as as i was researching stuff and they kind of got sick of that so i started the channel (laughs) in order to be an outlet for my gear gear nerdiness gotcha and that's what i'm just trying to bring to it is is a bit of gear nerdiness doing a lot of research i put gear through its paces there's there's a lot of first look videos out there but i try to use gear for quite a bit and and uh test its limits before putting out a review and then i also reach reach out to the manufacturers and stuff and just try and get a little bit more detail than what you can glean from just the specs so it's the value i'm trying to bring bring to the channel in the backpacking youtube world
4: yeah and and for me personally where i use youtube a lot just kind of as research like like that is super valuable to people that just you know want to just get an answer like do i want this jacket or this jacket and then we can Mm -hmm. just dig in real quick and um you know saves me a lot of time and the fact that you're testing it out i think that probably builds a lot of trust with the people that are that are watching your channel so so that's really good to to know so that's um,
0: that's the goal and i think uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes into it i have um, tons of spreadsheets as well that are comparing dozens of pieces of gear and all their specs and everything i'll probably share that at some point i think i find it really interesting and just want to kind of show people um the spreadsheet spreadsheet nerdiness so you might see that yeah. in video down the road
4: well and even, and even if they don't like want to see that they just want to know what the answer is so to speak they don't necessarily need to know the process the fact that they can see how specific you are with the process i think would again you know be helpful for building trust with kind of what you put out there so i think there's value in in multiple realms for that but um So, so yeah, so Justin, thanks so much for coming on. And if everybody gets up, gets a chance, if you're you're looking for some gear, looking for some budget gear that, you know, you can get some good bang for your buck and just kind of just, you know, learning about gear in general, check out Justin Outdoors on YouTube. So thanks again, Justin.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
4: All right. So those are three pieces of gear that he is recommending, my friend. Mm. What were some takeaways here? I think just the functionality
3: of a lot of that stuff. I think uh, I was really interested in. I I, now I like my jacket that I bring, uh, but I don't have like a down jacket. So, right, you know, if I if I was going, if we were going to like colder areas, like if we do, you know, when we do the Alaska trip, then that might be something to actually look into getting something like that for for the
4: nighttime, even even though we're in the summertime. Um, Right. So yeah, I I, replace you replace the down jacket with just cotton pajamas right yeah actually
3: uh rayon rayon pajamas <laughs> okay. and uh so yeah no it was good uh, i was gonna ask you do we have did we use i'm trying to think of all the tents that we've bought i remember he i remember he mentioned peel resistant fabrics did you, have we ever even thought about have you done that peel resistant peel,
4: well, he's what he was saying was that more lately that the, you know, the interior lining of like the rainflies are lasting longer. So right. we don't need to worry about them as much, right?
3: Right. You don't really, you don't really care too much. You don't put too much thought into the durability of the rainfly when you're buying.
4: TV. Um, That's a good question. So yeah, that kind of goes along with our theme of our episode. Is it worth spending extra money on premium gear to make sure that you're getting that high quality piece of gear versus, you know, like a budget brand that maybe you don't trust as much and it might peel after a while? And it depends upon what kind of tent you're buying, and what you're using it for. My strategy, just to prevent that from happening, is like, I'll just buy a tent, use it for six years, and then sell it before it gets destroyed. And that way it still has value, and I can use that money towards my next tent. That's my strategy. What do you think? Okay, okay. I mean, for you, I think that works, because you go so frequently.
3: Mm. That makes sense, you know? Like, right. if I, I don't know, if I was, I th- and I don't think it really matters for me either way i mean i know i've bought in a big agnes tent with one of our guys before and it's it's done fine but i think if i was going as regularly as you and i was just planning on buying a tent and just seeing how long i can make it last then yeah this might it might apply more for me but right um i think you're you're constantly buying and moving things around and trying new things so i think your strategy actually works for you a lot
4: so. well yeah and, and just kudos to-, to you yeah thanks and just, just to clarify though, because we talked about just, you know, like him being rough with stuff versus what it's like for us to be rough with stuff or for us to have guys that are, you know, really rough with stuff. Like when you typically like attack people in the tent with, you know, your sleeping bag, for example, like that can be hard on the tent, Derek. So <laughs> yeah. do you think that his, his measurement of tent durability, does that hold up to our group or to your Ooh, average backpacker out there?
3: Average, yeah, I guess I'd say average backpacker. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on the person, you know? I mean, like, how are you throwing your junk around? Are you wrestling in your tent like you know what are you doing in your tent like i don't know so <laughs> i think i think I, I have no idea this depends um I, I think that uh yeah i think people in general i think it kind of applies to all your gear you know are you somebody who like tries to take care of your gear to make it last or are you kind of just like let's just get out of there and throw it down and get it up right. and get going like i don't
4: know so um I'd say, well, yeah, let me you, ask you this question yeah. let me ask you this question uh does justin come across as the guy who was able to fold up his tent exactly the same way it was folded by the manufacturer.
3: I think he could do it. I think he could do it.
4: I think <laughs> <laughs> if anybody could, he do, it, he could do it, come
3: across that way to me, but I could totally be wrong. But I, I feel like, uh, I one, one guy in our group is definitely, I feel like like that, like wants to be that good,
4: but I don't know if he'd ever be that good, but it's, mm. it's close. Yeah, we're, like straight up I'll tell you, I'll take the poles out so that somebody else can carry the poles, which means there should be a lot more space in the stuff sack and I'll still have a hard time getting the stuff sack yeah, sometimes, that's you. right? Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's me and that's a fair few folks out there. I'm not alone with well, on
3: that one. I am not in that group. Uh, I can get the polls in. I have a secret way. But the person I'm thinking okay. of can I th- <laughs> the person I'm thinking of can probably do it like close to factory settings, which isn't I don't think anybody can do factories.
4: That's ridiculous. Maybe if you took like a YouTube time-lapse video (laughs) or if you took a time-lapse video and then tried to do it. Anyway. All right. So, so speaking of durability though, he did one of his items he mentioned was a Trekology pillow that I have purchased before and yeah, like it broke. It it was a while ago and I think, I want to say the nozzle and so is that just me being like too aggressive with the pillow or is this being an example of just budget gear being like straight up budget?
3: Do you want me to hurt your feelings or like I just want to, to be doing? honest. Yeah. I think that your snoring and worming in the tent caused that to happen <laughs> is what I
4: really think. But um Wait you know, a minute, I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just to clarify, you think that snoring can break a pillow?
3: Vibrations. Vibrations. <laughs> you know? Vibrations.
4: <laughs> Clearly the vibrations
3: okay. of your, your yeah, we don't, canal. I'm not uh, I'm, I mean, I don't
4: typically get accused of snoring, but but somehow no, I'm sure. snoring so hard that it breaks a pillow.
3: <laughs> that's why actually that is why we tent together because we don't snore. So I, right. I don't know. I mean that's um maybe you just have a really heavy head. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my ego has should, added
4: density. Should, should I just call you fat head from now on? I don't know, but I am not gonna do it.
3: Um I'm guessing it was probably a shoddy maybe you just got a lemon, you know? Yeah. Maybe you just got um, I'm lemon.
4: known to get lots of lemons even with high high quality stuff, so that's interesting um he mentions the like the, the concept of the trekking pole tent and yeah yeah we, we haven't gone down that I, i've i've used a trekking pole tent years ago and yeah. it took i don't know maybe they're better now but you're sort of relying on somebody to bring trekking poles which is fine for our group and you bring trekking poles totally fine right. do you like do you like shaving a little bit weight by kind of using gear you already have like a trekking pole do you like that concept
3: she uh yeah i mean i like the concept if it was if it was as quality as the one that's amusing, then yeah i mean i, 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 mean, okay. I don't know i i I'd be, I'd be willing to try it but right i don't know i I'd probably want to sample it before i get it th- out there on the trail but right i don't know you're not really a pole guy though you know so it's you know maybe well, you-, you know
4: what we actually have somebody suggest that we do like a trekking pole episode i don't know we can do a whole episode on trekking poles but we'll talk about them we could in a later gear so because you've got a strong opinion, and
3: maybe if you if if you buy the tent that had really good poles, then we could go in and on together.
4: Yeah, I th- well, know? I'm yeah, I'm considering buying a pair of expensive carbon fiber trekking poles for the fastest known time attempt in Yosemite this summer. So, um, so I might have a stronger mm. opinion about them. We'll see. You you don't want my used Costco uh, poles? Is that no? Uh, it's Costco can sell. So I think they can sell some carbon fiber poles, but they're not. Like the ones I'm looking at right now are black diamond, and they weigh, for like the the longest ones, they weigh 10.3 ounces for the pair.
1: Mm. That's crazy light. Mm. I don't know if they're good for yeah.
4: backpacking, but they're anyway. So, did you have you checked out Justin's line dancing video? Uh, no, no, I did not. I'm. Would you be up for making a line dancing video? I'm anti
3: anti line dancing. If, avoid it Ooh. at all costs, so that could be a good okay. a good you know challenge. Is you know if I lose something, just an FYI for you. Is
4: line dancing? Line dancing. Um, yeah. Dude, I've got oh, I got a great challenge for you. That I'm gonna save till next episode. We'll we'll talk about that. I'm excited. It's not line dancing though. Not really excited. Okay. But all right. Check check out check out the video. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But anyway, Justin. Awesome job! Thank you a lot for all the information. Great info. We're gonna add our own couple of pieces of gear that are either worth buying for the premium price or they're a bargain for you know for budget gear. So we just came up mm-hmm. with two. Yeah. And I'm curious what you came up with because um, why are you is curious? It, is it something you, just, you talk about a lot, or is it is it something new?
3: Did, I, I'm wondering. I think you expected me to put my sleeping mat because I've gotten so much flack for the sleeping mat, but I didn't put the sleeping mat. Mm. I did not include it. Okay. okay, so I'm sorry about that. I actually included my sleeping bag. Um, okay. The igneo, the igneo 17, regular size. There's a few different sizes, but the regular size. The brand is called an igneo. REI, REI brand. Okay. Sorry. Right. REI brand igneo 17. Um, it's it's around three hundred dollars, but it's a it's and I know what you're gonna say. It's not synthetic, Derek. It's a 700 uh, duck down uh, sleeping bag, lightweight one pound 15 ounces for this 17 degree bag and it is you can you can pack this sucker up really and whatever packaging it comes in it's very compressible uh even more so so i bought a compression sack i know you hate those but i i think it's it's so tiny and it's so Mm. warm um i love that bag so i'm hoping to have that bag for a while and okay. uh it is premium pre- you know i i decided do i want to spend a little more to save weight and stay warm is it worth it yes it is worth it for me okay. for some people so you, you count know, that yeah.
4: as a premium piece of gear that was worth the money
3: absolutely yeah absolutely okay. i think and that how many a, years have you had it i want to say
4: four now okay i think four yeah so
3: yeah i don't know it's it's okay. fun i love it though.
4: It's weird because REI is like a is not known as a premium brand I think no. you're saying that you paid a premium price for it but if you were to buy something similar you know in another brand like Marmot or mountain hardware mm-hmm. like that price is going to be north of 400 dollars typically and it was so yeah I it's, kind of, it's kind of comparatively yeah. budget but still you're you're paying a premium price is that correct? that's fair
3: to say yeah I mean yeah. the marmot marmot didn't really even at the time Marmot didn't even have one that could compare to it so yeah. um that wasn't okay. that was lightweight as that one was so that's you're saying that out. rei had a better option than marmot at the time yeah it, for what i was looking for uh, in mm. the sense of like the the weight and the degree of bag then yeah
4: that was the rei was the choice and our i think marmot didn't have anything if you're talking like price yeah or if you're like they must have had it exactly at 17 degrees not no, 15, I think not 20 I,
3: no, I think at the time it was like, they had like a 25 or 30 degree bag, but it was like 400 something dollars. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, it's a lot. It's
4: comparable. It's just the price was too high. It's comparable. Okay. In your world, you know, I don't, if you're going to say like Marmot doesn't even have an offering that's, they, they had stuff close, but I just, right. you know, I have a, I have a, a Marmot bag already. So I was
3: like, and I love the Marmot bag. I just wanted something a little different.
4: Yeah. So you're like, I like Marmot brand. This has been good to me. So switch it up. Choose, switch it up. She's trying to different. Okay, that makes sense. Do you ever switch brand's up your good, Brand's been good, high quality, goes more <laughs> different. Okay, nice. Do you
3: ever do you ever switch up your brands, Carl?
4: If if something's working for me, I'm sticking with that brand. I'm brand loyal if, if it's legit. That's that's
3: fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I am brand yeah. loyal to
4: certain brands. Hey, once they give me that lemon, though, I'm out. That, I'm all out. So one lemon and you're and not. I usually make fun of them on the podcast.
3: So clip and you're out. Is that what you're saying?
4: Yes. So well sort of like on that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because that's put out by Z Packs and but they don't manufacture that, so it's like a third party. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My turn. Well, you're go ahead. I'll what go do you with got? the sleeping bag as well. This one is like pure budget. Mm. Okay. Have you heard of Alps Mountaineering? Walmart? No. They might have that Walmart. at Walmart. Walmart. They, they they sell it at other like outdoor stores for sure. But they might have it at Walmart, yeah.
3: What are we looking at? What's what's so special about this okay, bag? Okay, so a
4: sleep, so sleeping bag, one that I just recently looked at, for example, has um, a 600 fill down, goose down. It's not the highest quality down. Yeah. And it's a 30 degree bag. And for that, it's a little bit over, I want to say it's like two pounds, three ounces. Mm. So you're getting like a, in the two pound range bag. This would be like a good summertime bag. Okay. Sierra's it should work for. Yeah. All right, and... You're looking at like right now, at least it's a little bit over a hundred dollars at the store I looked at. Hmm. So for a little over a hundred, you're getting like a two-pound sleeping bag, man. It's not bad. But here's, yeah, and then if you if you look at reviews for the Alps mountaineering stuff, it's typically like you know four out of five stars. So it's not the best, best, but it's pretty good. And I just say this: if you are a warm sleeper, then you could probably get away with this because is this really good and comfortable down to 30 degrees? Probably not. That's, you know, that's where the difference is between the high quality stuff and the budget stuff. But if, you know, maybe it's fine at 35 to 40. And if you're in the, you know, if you're low enough elevation or if you're in, um, low enough latitude, like that should be fine. That's true. Yeah. You're all about your, yeah, your so. budget,
3: man. And that's, are you cold sleeper or warm sleeper?
4: I'm a cold sleeper, but, and, and, and yeah, we got to clarify that too. We didn't, we should do it at the outset of the episode. There's a difference between being like frugal and being cheap, right? Do you True. know the difference?
3: Do I know the difference? I'd like yeah. to think I know the difference. You know?
4: Well, like I you think... would just call me cheap just because you're trying to make fun of me. But frugal people are more likely to spend on the premium item, but then they don't want to buy another version of that item. They wanna I don't want to replace that for years to come. They wanna make it last. Right. Yeah. Whereas cheap's That's... just like, I'm just gonna take the cheapest thing or not buy right. something just because I don't want to spend the money and yeah and so there's you're kind, we're kind of riding that edge depending upon what you're going for here right i'm
3: only i'm only going cheap in a pinch like if i
4: forgot something yeah uh, otherwise i'm frugal yeah and, evolve, and frugal will buy sure. the cheap stuff like they'll buy the alps mountaineering if they don't value that as like an essential for a high quality piece of gear for example True. So, yeah, yeah. It depends what you, yeah what's important to you all right next item all right. My next one is my backpack
3: actually. Uh if okay. you, it's the Osprey Stratus, thirty six liter. And you're like, Derek, whoa, this is just like a like an overnight possibly day pack pack. Uh, you
4: love that story. You love. Do uh, you know? You don't know, You know. Share about. I like, love the story. John from REI, who was like, "There's no possible way you could use this." I don't know if it was.
3: Uh, was his name John? I don't know. He's. He's. He was a. He's know. a
4: great guy. I don't know what his name was, but I've
3: gone back to him many times to ask him info. And I was like, I need your. Lo-. Wait, wait. You got back to him and to tell
4: him you're still using it as a backpacking backpack. Oh, for right? sure I did. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, he's like, how's
3: that backpacking button? And I was like, because when I bought the pack, I was like, look, I need a backpack that's like super lightweight. Uh, my I have a huge one now I don't need all this extra junk I'm a, I am I want to go ultra light blah 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 he's, right. so he's like well there's this 40, 40 liter 50 liter I was like no no no, it's too big he's like well there's a 36 liter but that's like an, a day pack I'm like let me check it so I was like mm. and then I kind of mentally I think I talked about this like how I mentally went through this checklist of like yes I can fit everything I bring in this pack and I was like I'm getting this pack he's like you're not gonna be able to go backpacking with this pack I'm like watch me so Challenge accepted, and so I, you know, I see him probably two or three years since that, and he's like, "How's the backpack going?" And I'm, you know, it's it's going <laughs> great. I love it. So, the thing I like about it is, it's um, if you're trying to go ultralight, and you do spread out, like our group spreads out, um, you know, group gear and all this stuff as best we can, or camera right. gear or whatever you know if you can do that then it's it's awesome i mean it has all the storage like a lot of these bags do but it's um right. i love one thing i love about it is and some of these bags are starting to do this now where they have like that side access panel where there's like that zipper on the side that you can just grab anything you don't have to like dig through the top um i love that you know it's got the compression straps if you have weak shoulders like carl and uh it's mm. It's got the, uh, something it didn't have on my old backpack, which I love, is, it's a small thing, but it has like that, uh, they call it the airspeed, it's like a little gap in the back, so your, your back right. doesn't get as like sweaty and gross in the back, but, right. um, overall it's great, it's two pounds, 14 ounces, up to three pounds, so, depending on what size okay. you get, so, it's awesome, it stores everything I need, it gets the job done, and it's lightweight, and it's pretty durable, the Osprey stuff's really
4: yeah. durable, as you know, so. That would be season three version of the backpack story. I love it. Season love three. Love it. Season three. Every season yep. I'm going to get it, slip
3: it in. We're going to slip it in, but it's a 100- hundred.
4: Yeah. And, I, and I'll ask another yeah. ridiculous question to follow up. Okay. Back before our current situation, when you went back and visited John at REI, did you, you're just giving him the name, you, John, you? you're just giving in the name. John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you put your arm around his shoulder and be like, you know, John, here's how it went on my last trip oh, with that boy. backpack. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Okay. I
3: brought the backpack nope. in with it fully packed and showed him. No, I didn't do that either. I should have done it. <laughs>
4: let, let me show you it's my pack. <laughs> I'm like,
3: John, John, did I return it? No, because it's awesome. It worked. That's what I said. Um, but I, right. you know, it's 170 bucks, so it's comparable to a lot of packs, but... Um, uh, you know i i trust the osprey band that's just from my experiences with like bladders and packs and things like that i like that brand right. it's durable it gets the job done and it doesn't seem to be like a weak type of constructed backpack so you know
4: for sure yeah i also like osprey as well although i did sh- i think i shared with you that i bought another um water reservoir last summer that was yeah. osprey and it was awesome for about like two months and then it started leaking on me so you're
3: over osprey out
4: they're out that's it. That? The, they're 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 water reservoirs. I went back to Nathan, so the saga continues. But that's a story for another time, my friend. my My last item to share is somewhere. I'm gonna put this somewhere between the budget and premium area. And this is something we haven't talked a lot about, which is the shirt. The shirt. The back. Yeah, the backpacking shirt. Like a lot of people wear just straight up mm-hmm. cotton shirts that they soak with sweat backpacking. Or they'll get the, like, super wicking shirt, which after day one is, like, super stinky. Yeah. Or they'll wear the the button-down, I don't know, it almost looks like a pseudo-cat, like, you know, casual, dress casual shirt kind of a thing. And, and then, of course, you have the fake rangers out there that just wear, like, ranger-color shirts and might even have a name tag. But that's a whole other story, too. Um, the shirt that I am digging now is by a company called American Backcountry. They make T-shirts that I've worn running and sweat in profusely. Maybe, <laughs> hey, man, they're 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 holding up, man. They they're, yeah. they're they're wicking. Okay, they're super soft and comfortable, and I'm not any more stinky than I would be like in a cotton shirt. Maybe even less stinky. Do you, so, you sweat like a beast or no? You're not that big of a sweater. No, well I don't know. Colorado has a drier environment, so I'm not sweating a ton. But um, yeah, I, I probably I'm probably average. Sweater. Okay. Average sweater. Yeah. So, anyway, American Bakery Shirt... Interesting. Yeah, they... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm in on their stuff, man. Like, okay. like it's like... The, I don't know what material they're using. I know that they use... I know that they're using some kind of a polyester, but they're not... Mm-hmm. Like, polyester typically stinks, to be honest. Right. But this one does not, and I know they... I think they're trying to use some sort of, like, recyclable plastic, mm. something. They're trying to be green with the environment, right. which is awesome. So, I actually... Recommend these, and their shirts are running at like twenty five ninety nine, which mm. is, I think, right on par with your outdoor store shirts. Like they're obviously more expensive than like a Walmart or a Target shirt. Right. But so that's why I say it's not like premium. You're not spending like fifty bucks on a t-shirt, but somewhere in the middle. And yeah. if you buy one or two, like I think you're good for a backpacking trip, depending on how long you're. Did going Did you for.
3: say it's a little bit stretchy as well? Did I, did I hear you say that? Or no? I did not say that. Is it? There's no spandex, there's no in, spandex the in the shirt. There's no spandex in the shirt. As as okay. But it's yeah. comfortable,
4: you swear by this shirt, you're on board. I've tested it out. I'm in. In fact, I, I wanna wear a couple of these or bring a couple of these on the this upcoming summer. Okay. The trip. So All right. we'll see. That sounds good. We'll see. I love it. Yeah. It sounds great. In fact, I'm gonna reach out to them and ask them if they'll send me a few extra shirts and we'll just we'll drop a sponsor line. For them if they're willing to do so because I'm willing to go like because I like their stuff so much I'm like I'll take some shirts and we can talk about them a little bit
3: oh yeah that sounds great
4: and that's it my friend those are the the items and so maybe you found something useful from Justin Outdoors or from anything we mentioned there maybe you just needed to hear Derek's story about his backpack again and that was sufficient for you maybe look man there's so much gear out there there's so many reviews out there you
3: gotta just you gotta just dive yeah. in there and try some stuff out. Sometimes Same it's a concept. hit, sometimes That's it's right. miss. You know,
1: That's- eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes, including calorie smart, protein plus, which is the one I like, and keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off.
2: After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online.
4: Are you ready for budget versus premium trivia? I'm going to try. I'm, okay. I don't feel good about this trivia, but I'm going to try. I got some easy ones on here. We'll see. Okay. All right. Number one. We've, we've referenced the brand Z-Packs a few minutes yeah. ago. We did. Is that considered a budget or a premium gear brand?
3: Budget? Z- is it Z? I'm going to say budget. I feel like Z-Packs are supposed to be budget. Supposed okay. to be.
4: Is that, is that accurate? Um, Incorrect, my friend. They are like high-end premium, I'm over three hundred dollars for their backpacks and such. Yeah, okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something else. They're Maybe. high. They're high-quality, lightweight, and just for the ultralighters out there. Yeah. And in fact, there's a guy from Z Packs named Matt. He's in the uh, backpacking movie Highline, which Chris Mead is putting out. We'll talk more mm. about that later. Right. But um, we're gonna have him on, not because he's a member of like the Z Packs company. Right. So. So we're not going to really be talking about Z Packs. We're going to be talking about the movie Highline. Um, Derek, here's my question to you. Yeah. This isn't part of the trivia, by the way. This is kind of a side question. Oh. Okay. If I have them on the podcast, like, how do we? How do I get a free backpack from Z Packs? <laughs> I really want one, but it's it's not in my budget. <laughs> oh, do you have wow. any advice for me? Uh, what if you? You're like you're in the middle of an interview. <laughs> how do you? How can you um convince I'm them saying... to send you a free backpack? <laughs>
3: What, what if you um what if you talk about like a trip you're going on and you're like I love z packs but I can never figure out which one to get I don't know this is my kind of thing <laughs> like what do you recommend is there any type of discount I, like what can I do? in the like, interview do you think I should do, I should do that
4: you know if you're good, like if you're gonna hit a home run you gotta swing hard you know what I mean? right that's all that's but awesome. if I miss then we're just like It's just pure free advertising for them. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Sometimes you got to roll the dice, buddy. You got to roll the dice. Okay. All right. I'll work that in. I'll try to work that in. This is your one shot. Your one shot. All right. So over one. (laughs) Number two, name any two gear brands that typically fit in the budget category.
3: Any two gear brands that fit in the budget category. Yeah. I'm going to say REI brand. Yep. Uh, And I'm going to say... to say what's another one this is Would more you... a question
4: i'm gonna change the question were okay. you paying attention as we were talking about this episode
3: well i don't want to use the stuff we we have already been talking about although i just did maybe though did. i just did yeah why yeah. not you're, just, you're not shy. Right. i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll say osprey too i feel like osprey is a good budget you feel
4: like osprey is in the budget category? for me yeah Okay, it's definitely not as expensive as Z Packs and some of the other no, brands, but it's, it's, it's close. close. It's like it's 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 upwards of that three hundred dollar nah. backpacking mark what? for for what backpack? My my backpack was one hundred and sixty bucks.
3: Yeah, because it's a small million.
4: one. It's a day pack. It's supposed to be right. Is one hundred and sixty dollars a good deal for a day pack? The bigger ones were like twenty to thirty bucks more.
3: Mm. Times for some depends what you're getting though. I think you could make the argument that it's between the budget and premium. they There's cheaper. I'm not saying it's 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 super budgety, but it's definitely not super premium. Yeah, I would I would say it's, I would say it's so. in between,
4: but I would say it's, if you had a a sliding scale, be more towards premium than than towards budget for sure. I'm thinking more like the Alps mountaineering, like we already mentioned, would be budget. Mm. I'll give okay. you like a, a partial point on that one. Okay. All right, now well, number three opinion use... question. Yeah. If okay. I'm going premium, what piece of gear am I most likely to invest in? Like what piece of gear would you think I would just like be like, I need a premium piece of, I need a premium brand for this particular gear. What,
3: what brand would I choose? Would I choose? Uh, What'd you choose? Yeah.
4: Gosh, what would you choose? Not what brand? No, no, no. Let's, 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 I'll save the question for the the third time. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going premium, what piece of gear am I most likely to invest in?
3: Well, I'm thinking of the brand and then the gear. So you're gonna—I'm thinking. Uh, I'm, let me just think, let me just go down my own route here, cause okay. to get to your answer. So I think that you, you, when you're thinking gear, I'm thinking I'm thinking backpacks, and I'm thinking then I'm gonna th- be thinking Z Packs because we were just talking about it, and you think it's super premium, but you love them and you really want one. So backpacks. So I'm gonna say backpacks. Yeah. Okay. You
4: know. Um, I'll take that. I, I would I would invest a lot. Comfortable backpack, critical. So I will take that. So you would spend the 300 bucks on a Z-Pack. If I was going to spend, your- if, I, if I'm going to like, I need to buy something and I'm going to spend a lot of money, I'm not saying it's going to be Z-Packs. I'm saying I would spend on the backpack. So it might be more like, you know, something less, it's whatever's in my budget and that's not my budget right now. So I no, can't afford not. it. But you don't, do you, you don't really keep backpacks that long though. Like, how long do you keep
3: a backpack for?
4: Um. Okay, so I've got my my lightweight backpack, okay. and I've got my heavy-duty backpack. Heavy-duty backpack I've worn, I've had for four seasons, but I bought it used. And then my lightweight one is a GoLite one. Okay. That one I would I would actually put closer to the budget side, and that I've had for 10 yeah. years. That one you've had for a while?
3: Yeah. The blue one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good memory.
4: So, and I might actually, well, I might bring that this year. We'll see. Maybe I'll just be like, you know what? You know what, Matt from Z-Packs, you just need to listen to this episode, and- pity me for my backpack and maybe he'll he'll send me one over there
1: yeah
3: you'll be that guy it's like i have a podcast give me a free backpack you know you'll be that guy
4: i have a podcast Mm. give me a free backpack because i'm demanding that way nice uh, Nice. well in more ways than one but you know i hope i (laughs) am i'm hoping that you can pull it off i really am okay we'll see it'll be a challenge that you know that i'm up for but we'll do it anyway uh i'm gonna say you seem nervous about it you seem a little nervous. Yeah, I'm not like a salesperson or somebody who tries to sell themselves or tries to convince people in an underhanded sort of way for anything. And so I feel like I'd be the kind of guy that like does what you say. Like I take your device and I try to pull it off. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm sorry. I I was just trying to do that to get a free backpack. And then I feel bad. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm going to pray for I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. I only got
4: one tidbit, my friend um do it we put out that we're willing to extend our podcast season if we can get 10 new patrons to patreon the safe and secure way to get additional content and support your favorite content providers of the 10 we've got three so we're, we're getting there and we might mm-hmm. make it get bonus podcast episodes and all sorts of good stuff so so check it out on patreon backpacking blisters we'll get the link in the show notes and thanks to Doug and Jesse and Andrew for for joining us. We really appreciate it. Indeed, indeed. All that right. will do it for
3: us, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us during the slower. So, so I guess it's a slower part of the year, all year this year. Yeah. We'll see.
4: Not not. This usually like the the big time. I podcasting. I know. Just not this year.
3: You know what? Take a yeah. fiber. Grab some tea. Listen to a podcast. We will see you next week on the BNB. and And remember, guys, if you need a T-shirt, Carl's going to get some freebies for you. Count it. I want to fly around the world. There is... All right. The, the backpack he wanted is a Z-Pack, guys. But he wants... There's, okay, so the most expensive one on the website that I that I can see is it's like a $350 backpack, right? The Arc Zip, 57 liter. It's amazing, right? But there's this other backpack on the Z-Pack secret site, secret site called, it's called the Baby Backpack Epic Line. And it's uh, $7,000. It's got one pocket. And I don't know why he wants this thing, but that's what he's hoping to get. So Baby Backpack
1: Epic Line, Carl. I don't, good luck? I don't know. Good luck.